The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. Joining me today is Jonas Sickler, who is the Digital Marketing Analyst at Terakeet, which helps brands optimize and unify their owned assets to meet customers as they search for solutions. Terakeet is the preferred own asset optimization partner for Fortune 500 brands seeking meaningful customer connection and online business growth. Yesterday, Jonas and I talked about using search as an always-on focus group, and today, We're going to continue the conversation by discussing building stronger customer relationships through SEO. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Jonas Sickler, the digital marketing analyst at Terakeet. Jonas, welcome back to the show. It is awesome to be back. And I think this topic will be just as great as the one we talked about yesterday. 100%. So yeah, if our listeners who, who weren't part of yesterday's uh, episode a really unique topic, something that we don't spend enough time talking about in the SEO community, which is how you use SEO data to truly understand the value of that traffic. And almost this relationship of SEO traffic as a focus group that provides insight, intel, uh, a deeper understanding behind intent, really a rich conversation that hopefully opens your mind to, to different ways of looking at the value of SEO traffic 
and not just being this single-minded source of traffic in terms of it being a channel and it being just a conversion on the site, but more that there's so much more information that we can gather about that user. But today, we're going into a little bit deeper conversation with respect to the customer and building a customer relationship through SEO. I'm assuming that all we're going to talk about is is help content and how people use forums on website to solve all of their problems in that Reddit is going to take over all of the Google rankings by the end of 2024. Either that or it's going to be an answer using some sort of AI response. Is that is that correct? Yeah, there won't be nobody's going to get traffic anymore. It's all going to be done right in the SERP. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So all your traffic is gone if you're doing it right. <laughs> no. Uh, on a more serious note, though, let's talk about this customer relationship through SEO and, and really where your perspective comes from on the topic. I'd, I'd like to understand what it means to build that relationship with SEO. Yeah. So I think a great example of this is if you think about, uh, since this is sort of holiday time, think about all the emails that you got probably in the two days after Thanksgiving. like Everybody just got absolutely blasted by so many companies and nobody probably opened those emails. A lot, I would be willing to bet a lot of those emails came from companies you hadn't heard from since last Black Friday. Just you know, save some money, get some whatever. And there was no relationship building. They, they, didn't, they haven't invested over the last year in earning your trust, earning your business, building a relationship. And I think that's where brands tend to fall short. They are all about sort of the manipulation, the deal. Um, you know, here's a discount. And if they realize that not just like send you a weekly email, but give you some real value as a customer, as a consumer to show the appreciation throughout the entire year, you won't even need to send them a deal on Black Friday. They'll already be looking for you. Right. No, that's that's crazy. It's it's a prudent time of year to be talking about this, right? And email exemplifies that very well, right? Because it's something that's physically in your inbox. It's easily ignored because you control it, right? You can control whether or not you want to read or engage in that. Um, You can control by creating a filter and having it go straight to your trash, um, which hopefully is where most of those emails ended up in my inbox. But on an SEO perspective, an SEO lens, how should we be thinking about this similar a concept in terms of traffic and or the messaging that we put in the SERP? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that is a, email is a great example because it initially was um, part of the, the permission marketing sweep that, that everybody was all, oh, interruption marketing is, is a thing of the past and now we're going to get permission to market to people. But it ended up being that we're just interrupting them in a different format now and they're not ready to get that email when it comes over. And so I think the next evolution of that is is reception marketing, which is sort of meeting consumers in their moment of need. And that means through search almost exclusively, um, there are ways that we can kind of amplify outside of that. But when they go into search, they're telling us what they want right now in this moment, whether it's an answer to a simple problem that could be displayed in Google, like how, you know, how many days in leap year or something like something simple like that. Or, or if you're, you know, in the auto space and you're, you're like, how many years is a 60 month loan or something, you know, those answers might get thrown right in the SERP and that's fine. But uh, it's all of these other questions that consumers have that are throughout the entire journey that I think when they're putting those things into search is an opportunity for brands to step forward and provide some value that may not have a transaction attached to it. 
And that's hard for brands because they're they're always thinking about the ROI. You know, they're used to the paid model, the addictive, get a click, turn a transaction, and it's harder for them to kind of step out of that. I mean, they they think about it in terms of the big brand campaigns that they'll run, where it's just brand awareness. But when it comes to digital, they're still thinking about all digital as performance marketing, and it's not. And they need to kind of understand that delivering value can come in the form of just answering questions authentically, whether or not there's a transaction attached to the end of it. Let's talk about that piece really quick, because I think this is often the place where SEO gets misunderstood, especially when it comes to customer relationships. And that is, how do you measure that data? And and specifically, how do you measure the difference between performance marketing SEO and customer awareness SEO, or even better yet, customer solution SEO, this last piece that you brought up, which is we're just answering the question in an authentic and useful way for our consumer. How do you distinguish that when you're looking at the data and you're, you're analyzing essentially what everyone thinks is just an SEO click? Yeah, there's a, there's a really interesting piece. Um, we had a, we have a customer that that's in the, the mortgage space. So there's a handful of pieces of content that uh, drive the you know the majority like maybe maybe it was less than five pieces of content that drive the majority of leads, and then there's um, there's like fourteen hundred articles that drive more than those three, but it's each one individually doesn't right. So it's this collective uh, aggregation of value that consumers are getting, and each one has maybe small volume and and answers one piece of their of their journey. And then collectively, as they you know engage with more and more of it, you find that value. But I think that's the, a perfect example of how you know you can't just um, look at things through the lens of is this a commercial intent, but rather like what is everything on the spectrum that we need to talk about? What are all the questions? Whether they're just very tangentially related to this to the journey of our product or not? How do we how do we get in front of consumers on that? I mean, one of the biggest challenges here is that. SEO and and many of the other, as you mentioned, digital channels, marketing channels are just seen as performance channels, right? And so because there's this extreme, you know, myopic view of these channels as just being a, a way to create revenue, a way to create top line impact, there's very little effort given to these channels in terms of thinking about them differently and how the performance may be radically different and essentially how executives consume that data. Many years back, we did a project with ServiceNow, and it was one of the most eye-opening experiences in my career where we were looking at visits to help center content. And a big decrease in the volume of that traffic created a huge surge in phone calls to their call center. And each of these phone calls cost tons of money to fulfill. And so instead of us taking that performance lens of traffic turns into a lead that then turns into a customer, that that turns into revenue, we took this kind of reverse approach, which is like, hey, if we can get a certain amount of visitors into our help content, we can actually reduce call volume. If we reduce call volume by this percentage, it reduces the cost by this amount. And that cost savings is enormous to a company of the size of ServiceNow. And that was a totally different review, a totally different uh, angle at it. I saw that study. I remember that study. I read it and I thought it was fascinating. It was a really cool way to show the value of SEO. And a lot of times the value does come from a, like a reduced customer acquisition cost. 
you know, efficiencies and, um, you know, beyond the traditional t- transactions, you're also bringing a lot more efficiency, you know, reducing wasted paid spend in some cases, even if you're, you know, doing uh, running ads to blog content. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, there's there's just these different lenses, especially when you're starting with the customer, right? And the, in that particular instance, that customer is a customer with a pain point, a problem, right? And so it's a very different viewpoint. And then there's other angles to this, right, where I think for the most part as SEOs, we don't we have to spend enough time working with these other channel managers and leaders to best understand how they evaluate their lens of the customer, right? And so that, that I think is one of the best places to acquire this kind of data and insight. Now, when it comes to this customer relationship, right, this desire for us to better understand who's on our site, what value they're getting, are there ways to kind of break that down more systematically I mean, I, I'm reminded that, that, yes, we can look at the world from the split view of brand versus non-brand, but I get a sense that the, you have to break it down even further than that. Yeah, I think that you know, looking at the stages of the journeys is, is an important uh, step. I mean, there's, you know, I kind of like to think about search intent in, in terms of learn, do, go, and buy. Just really, really simply, do I want to learn something? Am I going, okay, I've learned about it. Now I need to kind of take some action, but I don't want to spend money yet. And then, okay, now I'm going to uh, actually spend some money to do it better, more efficient. Uh, And then, you know, do I want to go somewhere, whether that's to a store locally or to a website or call somebody on customer service, or I want to have some kind of a personal interaction. So I kind of think about breaking it down into those types of segments and then understanding what what are the, all the different questions that fall into those buckets? And in some cases, you may not have the right to rank for some of that. Like if it's a comparative query, you know, and you're say like Bank of America, you might not want to have Bank of America and Capital One and uh, you know and Chase and, and all these other credit cards listed on the same page on your website. But you might opt to have another website that you create somewhere else that you can then with the appearance of objectivity, uh, but yet also kind of have the CTAs taking people to where 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 you want them to go. Yeah, that, I mean, that's such a, 
it's it's interesting. Looking at the customer journey is just one of those components that you know we often kind of fall short on because we're just we're just looking at that main driver that we've been either very successful in from the SEO lens, but we're not looking at that full end-to-end customer journey or life cycle for that matter, right? Which is then the the flip around, which is like now this person's a customer, now how are they using the product or how are they engaging with our brand and th- those components, right? And you know, it's funny because when you think about all of those stages, both journey and life cycle, now you get a much deeper understanding in terms of how SEO is building a real customer relationship or even loyalty within the SERP, right? Yeah. And a lot of you know, I find the irony is that brands are are willing to spend so much money to to create uh, commercial content, brand focused content that is just all about awareness and sort of maybe building some affinity and some trust. Whereas they're still not sure about doing that in um, digital content and in creating uh, SEO focused content. And the, the I think the greatest irony of that is that. If you publish all of this content to help consumers as they are trying to make decisions and navigate their journey, you're building trust. Each and every single one of those is a touch point that builds trust. And it's not just, you're not just interrupting them with a cute story, but you're presenting them with something that they're looking for at that moment. And that kind of resonates with them a lot deeper because you're fulfilling a need that they have. And even if they, you know, maybe they they don't notice the first three or four times they've encountered your brand, but at some point they're going to realize, hey, wait a minute, like over the last month, every time I've searched for something around this, I've been landing on the same website and then, and this content's really good. And then they're going to start seeking you out a lot more and going directly to your website. At some point they might even download the app and then they bypass search altogether. So you're kind of building trust incrementally over time with that content, regardless of whether the transaction happens. And because of that trust, they'll seek you out when they're ready to buy. Yeah. That's, that's the crazy thing, right? Is that SEO can build tons of trust but it's complicated and it's often kind of disregarded traffic, right? It's, it's traffic to the homepage, right? I hear this a lot from especially big enterprise SEOs like, oh yeah, we don't, we don't get any credit for anything that happens on the homepage. And I'm like, well, isn't that like the biggest place where you create any trust and in, in, in connection with your core customer and, and potential future customer is, is through your homepage? Yeah, we don't we don't ever optimize it. We don't ever look at the meta titles on the homepage. It's like, wait a minute, this, this doesn't make any sense. That's the number one traffic page on your site, which means those are people who are likely going to do another search about your brand, perform some some other inquiry. And and, and that just is it's kind of a, a missed opportunity. Largely, I think, and, and I'd like to get your perspective on this, Jonas, because we're looking at it from the wrong perspective. We're looking at the wrong data with relation to what's happening on, say, a homepage or one of these key brand position pages. Yeah, I think there's a lot that we can learn through search data, just not even, for example, like who are they comparing your brand to and how are they framing up your brand name? But like, if you run, you know, for, say for example, you run a campaign that's a branded campaign, and all of a sudden, over the next couple of months, uh, you see an uptick in the number of searches for your brand. You can then kind of tie that back and say that that campaign impacted consumer behavior in some way. So I think that there's a lot of data that's out there that brands are overlooking in terms of like evaluating um, what they're doing 
you know, completely offline. And in, 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 another example might be if a, if a brand runs a commercial that um, it irritates people, hmm. uh, you know, and then they go to search and they start searching, you know, I hate this commercial or like, why are, why is it? And then all of a sudden news outlets start picking up on the fact that people are searching this. And then, so there's a story there and then they write it. And now your brand is getting dinged for something that was supposed to be positive. All right. No doubt. So I want to land the plane on this episode with a very unique perspective and, and get your take on it, which is, you know, we have a very fast paced evolving ecosystem in search right now, right? We're, we're evolving not only in terms of how Google is positioning the SERP itself in terms of, uh, say, different experiences, featured elements, both paid and organic. But also we're seeing kind of this evolution of Google going more aggressive towards a specific answer, whether it be through the utility of AI or, or even the introduction of, of very structured elements within the SERP. So I want to I get your perspective on how that may change or impact your ability to build customer relationships through SEO and SEO traffic. Yeah, there is there is so much changing. I'm glad that uh, this question came up, uh, Jordan. Thank you. I think that the one most important thing to keep in mind is no matter what changes Google introduces, Google has to, and it knows, it has to keep this sort of three-dimensional scale in balance. And that is consumer needs, brand needs, Google needs. And so is is if Google's like, okay, consumers want uh, answers directly in the SERP. So that's what's happening right now. Uh, then brands are going to say, well, we're not getting traffic. We're not going to create as much content. We're going to reduce our investment. Google has less content to show users and it's lower quality. And so then users go, well, we're not coming to Google anymore. So it's all got to be kept in some sort of a balance. And I think one of the the ways that um, it's going to affect brands more than anything is that Google is going to try to move towards conversion a little bit more quickly. It's going to try to understand consumer needs. And so if brands are also trying to understand that as long as brands are aligned with Google's goals, they're going to be uh, safer. And so when Google says, um, okay, you searched for some informational query, a high volume term, then it's going to give that definition or answer in the SERP and then guide consumers one level down and say, okay, well, you here's the answer to that. Now, you might also be interested in these other things. So if brands have taken that and said, well, we're going to you know, understand the entire universe of keywords and we're going to create content for each of these keywords, all the intents, then they've got these topic clusters built out on their website. And then as Google feeds consumers down into these lower level, um, maybe slightly closer to the conversion, then uh, brands can kind of step in and answer those questions better. And then of course, it be better represented. And the second piece of that is being able to tell their own story in the search results, because the more people turn to Google and start saying things like, you know, is State Farm a good insurance company? Well, how is how is SGE going to come up with that answer? It's going to probably go out and crawl reviews content. It's going to um, look at how uh, consumers are responding and what news articles are out there and sort of aggregate that into a summarized answer. So brands are able to control all of those, uh, the the messaging across all the assets they have some control over online, then it's more likely that Google will return a favorable answer for consumers rather than um, something that uh, maybe they don't want to have returned if there's a lot of um, negative or, or content that just isn't consistent across these profiles. 
I mean, I'm convinced, Jonas, that if Google's trying to figure out anything with respect to State Farm, they're just going to ask Jake, right? Jake from State Farm is going to get that <laughs> answer for them the fastest. <laughs> yes, they, yes, he will. <laughs> okay, that wraps up this SEO episode on the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you to Jonas Sickler, the digital marketing analyst at Terakeet, for joining us. If you would like to get in touch with Jonas, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter X, where his handle is at Jonas Sickler. You can also visit his company website, terakeet.com. Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Data.